0: Hi all, it's TV's
3: Gail Porter here I am so excited to tell you that I am joining the Paranormal Activity family and will be hosting a number of live podcast recordings across the UK The first is on the 6th of March at London's haunted Richmond Theatre Expect terrifying tales audience interaction and hopefully a spirit or two I can't wait for you to join me and to hear your own paranormal experiences. You can find tickets at www.paranormalpod.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to
4: Loose Lips. This is me, Sophie Brown. (laughs) This is me. That's that song from... um... Oh, Grace showman I watched a video
3: on that the other day It came up on TikTok And oh my gosh, I was like, I had tears in my eyes When they did it right at the beginning And they performed it for everyone I think to try and get it, you know, like approved Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah I've only watched that film once Some people are like obsessed with it, aren't they? Oh, it's a stunning film It's so, so nice And I love that track as well It just makes you feel like, you know, I can do this I can actually do it I mean, I'm very dramatic like that. Anyway, I'm Robin Richford and welcome to Loose Lips. Each week we tackle a new topic that you're kind of maybe chatting about when you're out and about with your friends on a night out, over a glass of wine. It's kind of like muddling through the late 20s, early 30s transition that um, so many of us are in at the minute. So that is exactly what Loose Lips is all about.
3: We don't always practice what we preach, but we, we try our best. I mean, today I'm just living off coffee and pure vibes. I haven't had anything <laughs> to eat yet
4: because I've not had time. I've had about four pombas. Do you know what that reminds me of that meme? Have you seen it where it's like, I am living off of four hours sleep, ten coffees, and a fucking dream, baby. That's me right now. No, I mean,
3: um, this is this is all right. It's the weirdest thing. I think when I'm like working from like. Early in the morning until, or, or when I used to be in the office, I just feel like you're hungry all the time because you're just, you know, stagnant and you sat there and you're thinking about it. But If I get up and get out, I cannot eat for, and it's not the whole forgetting to eat thing because I never forget to eat, but it's more just like, I think because you're moving your body and you're whatever. Yeah, it
4: doesn't feel like a priority when you're trying to get stuff done, does it? No, but, no. oh well. It, sh- it should be though like feeling your body like should be I've been so rubbish this week so if, honestly <sighs> should we should we debrief we need to debrief I think what it is is I don't really well actually I don't know what it is that's why I want to ask you I have just felt as if I've just got no energy after work I'm going home which might sound normal but like technically my radio work finishes at one so it's like it's only lunchtime do you know what I mean yeah. I'm like I'm having no energy, but I've not really got like a get up and go, and it's really bothering me. Yeah, but January is like we all put that
3: pressure on ourselves to be like, whoa! This morning I set an alarm for seven a.m. to play paddle at paddle coaching at eight a.m.
4: <laughs> We're in this paddle. No, guys, I was so
3: excited like the night before Christmas. I'm not joking. I like, <laughs> I've got a paddle in the morning. I'm it, This is, I'm very excited about it and I'm glad that I'm excited about a sport, but woke up, snow all over the ground. I was like, right, well, we're not playing paddle. I can see the paddle courts from my flat. Mancunian weather. So you you have to sort of chance it, but it was canceled. So I went back Ah. to sleep and I set an alarm and then I turned the alarm off and I woke up at 10.30 and I had a meeting at 11.30 in town. And I was just like, that's really annoying
4: because I was up at seven. No, I know what you mean. You're like, I actually don't deserve it. I don't deserve to have to chase my tail today. Yeah, but why did I not get up then? And then I fell back to sleep and then
3: turned the alarm off and fell back to sleep again. I just struggle with my sleep, though, because it takes me a long time to get to sleep. It's, I so struggle with getting up. Do you reckon you're actually sleep deprived? Like you're
4: actually in a deficit?
3: Where I think so. I've, oh, yeah. I'm have i sure there's, there's many a thing that I could do to help myself, but I've always, it's, it's, it's always been a struggle in my life, like sleeping.
4: Mm, I think I'm fine it's like I don't know what it is I procrastinate it's like I don't want to go to sleep and then I like proper dived into it you know when you're like <laughs> you know you're like that's it I'm researching it there's something fucking wrong with me and I don't yeah. know what it is and I looked into it and apparently it's like when you don't feel satisfied with what you've done in the day so you don't want to go to sleep because then the day's over and you don't feel like what it's heck? almost like you're punishing yourself because you don't feel like you deserve to sleep and that's actually quite dark when you actually deep it
3: Oh, my God. Well, I would agree with that. I wouldn't say for me it's punishment. I'd just say it's more longing out the day. Like, I'm a bit of a night owl and I just sort of... If I've been working all day or whatever, I'm like, I want a bit of time to myself. It's an interesting one, isn't it? I don't know. I feel like I've got so much to... Not so much to say, but on this
4: intro, I'm like, I came off my pill in the last week. Oh, how are you feeling? I mean, doesn't it take months to come out your system? Yeah, but we are going with the placebo effects and I'm feeling... (laughs)
3: Love it. I'm feeling good. No, I... I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think. yeah. I do no, feel different, but maybe it is a bit placebo at the moment, but I'm pleased that I came off it. I've got a book to read. Where's it gone? The thingy about the, the pill. Loads of people told me to get it. Um, the truth about the pill or something. So... <laughs> I might give that a raise. I've been off it for five years. It's the best
4: thing I ever did.
3: Yeah, I, I had I had so many responses like that. I had a few that were like, you know, it took a really long time. You know, I, I then got acne and really bad pain. And, this, and then some people had some real issues. But 97% of the messages I got were like, oh, my gosh, come off it. Yeah. Just stop.
4: <laughs> yeah. The irony is, so I actually went on the pill when I was, like, almost too young, essentially. Like, I didn't actually need it for contraceptive reasons it was more because of my acne was so bad and so they put me on the pill to fix my acne and the irony is you're right I had a transition probably of like a year of like my skin coming off honestly like sorry my skin getting worse but since coming off honestly my skin has never been cleaner honestly it hasn't I mean it's still like I've still got to really balance my skin because I suffered so bad with it and I do think cutting out dairy as well is a massive thing cutting out meat really helped my um skin as well yeah which I didn't actually realize I just happened to do it because I was kind of feeling like doing it and then I was kind of reading into it and apparently it's like the hormones that the meat has now that like years ago they didn't have and that's what can can affect your skin and things like that but yeah I think there might be a bit of a hormone imbalance going on at the minute because I honestly feel so tired and I'm like it's not justified like I am actually doing nothing like what's wrong with me? I get that though. Like I feel very similar
3: and it's, you, you can't really pinpoint it. And I think it might just be, you know, this time of the year, like you've had a really short break. It's not really been that long. And then you're like straight back into it. It's, I don't know. It is, it's a weird time of year, but I, I, I maybe, I mean, it could be, it could be something else. It could be a bit of a hormone imbalance or it could just be, I don't know, your body's just like tr- struggling a bit at the moment.
4: Yeah, maybe. Strug. Or it's just laziness. There is that. There is that. It could just be laziness.
3: I mean, no, I mean, it could be, but I would say I feel very similar. Like no. I, yeah, I struggle massively with that.
4: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I am just lazy. I did think that the other day I thought I could, I could be just lazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, as in like, I, I don't know if maybe by default I'm a lazy person. And like, because of the commitments I make within my work and stuff, it means that I'm not then lazy. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, well, I
3: agree. I think I'm the laziest, like motivating person because I will on my ass for ages and my procrastination is bad, really it's bad. It's so bad, but honestly. If I told you all the stuff I had going on and like all the different things I've got to think about and do, it's like, go, go, go. But I'm like, well, where do, I do find the time to then sit and watch a program for ages or whatever, but it's because my schedule, similar to yours, is, is very all over the place. But I don't know. I think I think I am probably innately pretty lazy. Mm-hmm.
4: Like I have no problem sitting there for five hours watching telly. It really doesn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. On that note, should we uh, should we talk about work?
3: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say on that self motivation procrastination note. We are. We've we've touched on this briefly before, but it is quite an interesting one. The kind of freelance versus employed life, all everything that goes with it. I just got back from uh, my first meeting with an accountant. I'll have you know. How did that go? Cool. Interesting, good old. Uh, I was going to say his name. I won't actually, but nice guy, older guy. Um, you know, uh, yeah, he was. He was nice. I've spoken to a couple. And it's difficult because you never know. Like I wanted a really good recommendation. I didn't want to just, you know, find someone. Obviously, it's kind of the best way to, because you know that they're good then. Uh, but this guy works in the same industry and whatever. And he was just nice and he helped me out. But yeah, it was, do you know, it was actually quite exciting. I, by the end, I was like, wait a minute, I'm like self-employed now. This is my life. I was like, I used to be employed for years and years and years. And like now, I don't know, it's on me. Like I, I feel quite liberated by it. And I, I don't know, it was kind of like, I think as he was saying
4: it and all of that, it just kind of solidified it. Yeah. It's like, I'm actually doing this now. It's up to you to make your dollar so if It's not going to make itself.
3: I know. It's scary business. Also, I've not been logging my expenses for like the past four months. So that's my task that I need to now go through, back through my bank accounts. and. Uh, make oh, that's next- not
4: bad. Listen, bibs. I've been there. I've sat there <laughs> for with a year's worth of receipts. On the thirtieth of January. <laughs> yes, I could. <laughs> yeah. here's an example of. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> here's an example of what not to do,
3: Robin Richards. Oh, the thing is, right? It's funny because I think my personality and the, the way it works is all over the place. We actually did. I did some training uh, yesterday, and it was really interesting. And ve- there was a very small exercise at the beginning, which kind of like worked out your way of thinking. Like it's like flash thinking or something. So it's like when you see something quickly, and I'm detail driven. Like there was. Like like abstract detail and something else literal i think it was okay yeah it was it was interesting it's literally just this this thing that pops up and it's got three shapes there's a star like a square and a circle but the star's got six sides and the points and the square's got a square cut out of it and they're all different colors so people say different things so i went uh, there was a red star with six points there was a blue square with another square cut out of it and a circle that was whatever color whatever right Some people just go, you know, star, square, circle, or they say blue, red, whatever. And then the abstract thinkers, which I'm not really sure about this, but they talk about the triangle that links them that's not there, basically. No way. (laughs) It's interesting, obviously. It's just, it's, uh, do you know, it was really interesting because I thought, you know, people think so differently and you forget that in life. I always struggle with the thing of, I think people are going to think the same as me and I can get a little bit frustrated, whereas I'm me and that's how I think. And my capabilities and my own capabilities and I have strengths in some things, weaknesses in other, but I cannot then expect someone to think and do exactly the same as me. And
4: I actually struggle with that quite a lot in work. Yeah. Well, it's hard, isn't it? Because you're like, well, it's hard in relationships as well. Not even romantic relationships, but friendships. You're like, I'd never do that. Why are they doing that? Why? But then I'm sure there's things that you do that like they would never do. So it's quite hard, I think. I wonder what I am. I'm rubbish at, you know, that um, program. Have you seen, is it the 1% Club? Where they basically ask all the questions. Right. I I am not
3: good at general knowledge, generally. <laughs> but I'm quite good at that
4: 1% thing. My mum and I were watching it and I, I did really well on it. Right. So I think that means that you're quite a logical thinker. Ah, uh, Yes. I believe because it's not actually knowledge is it it's actually like figuring it out fight what like looking for patterns and the words and and things like that yeah. I'm rubbish at that like I'm so bad honestly I always get to like I get chucked out at 70% most of the time <laughs> um yeah I'm really bad but my partner's really good at it and like I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying interestingly enough like I'm more academic than him Yeah. But I think he's just such a logical thinker that he can't always get down to like the 1% and I'm just, I've already been chucked out many a time. This is why it's so different though. This is why it was interesting
3: kind of learning about those different learning styles yesterday. And they've got that thing where maybe we'll do it on an episode, but we might have spoken it before, which is like your personality types and all of that. It's, it's really interesting. Everybody's so different. And like in a workplace, I think it's different as well. Cause I have been used to, you know, nine years of working in you know offices with teams with different types of people, personalities. And now, you know, I do that a couple of days a week, but most, mostly I just work with myself. Yeah. It's so true. You're actually not really in a team, are you? No. And it's like, I don't really have to think about other people's learning styles or thinking styles as much because I'm doing my own work a lot of the work is, mm-hmm. is just me but but then again I you know yeah like the couple of days a week I'm involved with a wider team but it's not the same as it used to be like I think that working in an office and stuff is um it can be really tricky like the the all the different personalities and stuff and the office politics and things like I don't miss that I miss the office life though like I do. I love office comfort. The actual like social life of it. Just just day to day though, turning up. Like like I've, I've said about routine and things. Like I do struggle, mm. you know, whether that's part of my ADHD or whatever. But like this whole routine and things, it's difficult for me to do that really self-motivated. Like it's really difficult. But at least before, I'd get fired if I didn't turn up. Do you know what I mean? It's like. Yes. Yeah. I can't fire myself.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, you could, but you wouldn't eat. <laughs> <But> yeah. like. <laughs> oh who's earning the money yeah no it is an interesting thing actually about the self-employed thing because I think it can actually be quite lonely and I think that's something that like when people are looking at the kind of pros and cons of the freelance life full-time working or being employed I think people don't always really look at that they look at like oh you know flexible working and I'll be able to do x y and z and I'm not on anyone's time scale like you say in terms of um personality and stuff you don't have to juggle if you've got a crap boss and all of that but actually it's it's quite lonely yeah i've been self employed my entire life which is actually wow wow i've just deep that wow 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 <laughs> wow um i've also just lied actually i did try a full time <laughs> i did try a full time job for like 3 months i did my probation and left I mean, it's more than a week like that. You got a little bit of experience, I guess. Enough to say, nah, thanks, I'm fucking yeah. off. Well, yeah, <laughs> that was it. I think it was like, so basically I, because I've been, a, I was a dancer, you know, so obviously you're self-employed from the get-go. I <laughs> I was like, I'm leaving the industry. I'd gone through like a bad breakup and I kind of like blamed my lifestyle, which is really interesting. Actually, I kind of blamed my lifestyle on the breakup because um, I'd gone away for a contract and then we split up. I was like, well, you know, it's because of this life I'm living and all of that, which is really mental to think that. But, you know, you just in those head spaces and I got offered a job. It was one of my friends, uh, like big sister. They, had, like, they were part of this big dessert company and I was like the events coordinator because my side gigs when I was a dancer were always an event. So I actually had loads of experience. So I'd kind of like gone in as an events coordinator um, and I think he got sent over three months and like, right, Robin, are you going to sign this full-time contract? Then I think I'd kind of like put it off for a few weeks, whatever. And I was like, well, (laughs) I was like, well, I'll be honest, I'm going to need another 10 grand uh, or else this is, you know, just absolutely not worth it to me. And they were like, we can give you four. And I was like, okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah, see you later. But actually, you know what? It's the best thing they ever did for me, to be honest. Because in my head, I was like, I fell into the trap of thinking if I got more money, then I'd feel better about it. And I think that's sometimes a trap. Sometimes your job satisfaction actually, I mean, it's great if you get more money and you feel more valued and things like that. But I do also think that there is, you still got to do the job every day, right? And so it's kind of like, not that I hated the job. I actually liked the job, but the lifestyle around it, the thought that I I was basically getting up, it was an hour's commute. I was getting up at like, seven o'clock but I was having to be at the house by like 20 past seven and I'm sitting in an hour's traffic so I'm doing absolutely nothing before work and then I'm supposed to finish it six I'm doing nine till six and then I'm not getting a lunch break because you know you know it's a startup and we're like too busy and whatnot and then I get to six and I'm like oh well there's no point me sitting in an hour's traffic home let me just work till seven and then my commute's only 20 minutes And then before you know it, you're out the house for, you know, 13, 14 hours a day. And, you know, I was just like, actually, no. Like the actual job itself, I actually liked and the people were fantastic. But the lifestyle around it, I was like, this is actually so difficult. And I know there'll be people listening that are like, Robin, you've literally just explained my day to me. I I think I I take my hat off to you because it's not an easy feat at all. No to kind of be in that in that rat race in that in that way. And I think you can maybe do it for a few years. Like I think, you know, if you really love your job or the finance is so good, like you're getting so much money, then you can suck Um. it up. But if you're kind of getting that average salary, it's hard. It's really hard.
3: Welcome to Mums the Word, the parenting podcast, where we answer the questions you want to hear about parenthood and provide you with real, honest advice for every stage of your parenting journey. Whether you're a parent-to-be, a new mum like me, navigating those sleepless nights or a more experienced parent facing the challenges of raising older kids like me we've got you covered with relatable stories expert insights and plenty of laughs along the way so grab your headphones a cup of coffee or maybe something stronger
4: and let's get
3: real about parenting we're not going to be sugarcoating anything from punamis to piles nothing is off limits at mum's the word it's a podcast for all the parents out there our own little club mum's the word listen wherever you get Your podcast from and hit follow so you don't miss an episode. Yeah, I I got to the point, you know, before the show, I was in a a really great role. I was a head of department in a big company and I was getting a, you know, a sizable wage that I'd worked really flipping hard to get. You know, I was getting bonuses with that and stuff. And that, that kind of like balanced out, you know, the workload Mm -hmm. and what I had to do and kind of like, uh, the responsibilities. I mean, even so you always think, well, really I could be getting paid more and you don't know what your counterparts, you know, are getting paid and, you know, different genders and stuff. But I was happy overall, but it's difficult. It's a massive mm-hmm. way up. And I think you have to do that quite a few times in your career, but it's getting more and more difficult now. Cause I speak to women about like salary negotiation and things like that. And you know, it's a real struggle because it's like, you can't be as picky as you used to be because, there's these roles, you know, that are coming up on LinkedIn, and I'll click on them, and it'd be like 150 applicants and stuff. I mean, it's, it's it's brutal out there, and it's difficult, and people can't just, you know, leave a job and get more money. I mean, I would say just from a salary perspective, you know, everyone's aware of this, but unfortunately, you know, you're most likely to get a much bigger jump up in salary if you do leave and go somewhere else. And I think the stat for stay, because you mentioned about the money thing, like I think it's I think it's it's over 90 percent, at least 90 percent of people leave within six months that that stay just for a pay rise. So if they hand in the notice and they go right, okay, here's another 5 grand, 90% of those people will leave within, you know, 6 months of that point, which is quite obvious kind of because you're not staying for the role, no. you're just staying for the money. Yeah. It's a massive way up like as what I say to people like when they when they're trying to negotiate a salary or a new job, do not underestimate the importance of this. Like you said about the work-life balance, like this is your life. You only get one. I oh, know. You know, if it's not quite enough money, ask for more money. What are they going to do, say no? if you really want that job and you think you're going to learn, what do they say? There's a really good thing. And it's like, if you're not learning or earning, then you need to leave. That's it.
4: Yeah. That's a really good one actually, because there isn't always, you know, the finance, but actually there's something yeah. else. Like I've, I know certainly freelance, I've done jobs that financially should have been way more money. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I've done it because I know that I'm going to yeah. learn something or it's going to give me, you know, I don't know, it it looks better on the CV or it's given me leverage or it's given me something other than just finance. Mm. So I think, yeah, I I mean, not everyone just does their job for finance, right? Or else we would all be bankers. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, if we had, you know, because at whatever level in terms of your skill and knowledge and things like that. But I think it's, yeah, it's an interesting one actually about the kind of, trying to get the balance. I also do think though, I feel quite passionately about this probably because apart from those three months, I have always been self-employed. So I've been self-employed for, let me do the math, eight years eight years then my my whole working life pretty much uh, apart from part-time jobs obviously but I just think that there's this thing at the minute on TikTok Instagram where it's really really glamorized yeah it's like you know if you're not getting the money that that you need you need to leave and start your own thing you're a girl boss you're this you're that all those things might be true and if those things really really resonate with you like to your core then absolutely go for it but I do think the vast majority of people are in this kind of like middle bit where they're going yeah very good but like how am I putting food on the table and also there is unfortunately a percentage of people that will quit their jobs and go I'm gonna go freelance and then they'll get there and be like this shit is hard and it is hard like there's nothing like you know been like oh I have no money coming in this month like I actually no money yeah yeah yeah, because there could be months where you're having zero coming in and it could be that you're still working and you know your whatever it is that you do for a living is still successful but it could just be that it's a 12 week you know pay on their system it could be eight weeks it could be whatever it might be you might still be working and that means you've got out the, all the outgoings of having to work but you might not be getting paid like for months on end and I think it's really glamorized now where it's like you know you can you can make ten grand in a week with affiliate marketing and like yeah I don't know I just I'm sure you can if you know you you yeah. know if there's the know-how but I do think that I don't know I just think it's glamorized a little bit and it's very like aesthetically pleasing and I'm like I don't know anyone that runs a business and it looks like that like that cream desk yeah, you yeah. know like the cream desk that's like got. One singular glass, you know, with a little cork at the top and a little a little glass straw. I'm like, yeah, babes. That's <laughs> I don't know one person that runs a business and it looks like that all the time. Like, I really don't. I know, like, I won't turn my
3: laptop around, but I'm literally looking at the shit on my table <laughs> that I need to sort out. Like, it's interesting because, like, I think that I think that a lot of people, like, I have always thought, and I feel like there'd be people listening that might sort of resonate with this, but I don't have a skill really that's massively sellable mm-hmm. i'm not a graphic designer i'm not an artist i'm not you know i don't i can't code I can't, like i don't have a specific skill that i can badge yeah. up and start my own business with yeah
4: nothing tangible in that sense
3: yeah it's always been you know I, I back myself like i have talents in other areas but i'm kind of a good across the board person and that's difficult to, to market. Like I've always, you know, when I was younger, I was like, I want to work for myself. I want to have my own business. As well. I was like, but in what? Like I don't really know, you know, what I'm going to do. And things have presented themselves, which have allowed me to be fair though. I'd say to anyone listening that feels like that, this has happened to me over time. Now, okay. Yeah. I went on a television show and I have, you know, followers on Instagram where I, I, I make money off, but I, that's only a, a a part of it. Like that's, that's different. Like I now do business consultancy where I have opportunities because I've worked eight years in the tech industry across different you know, roles. So if you're feeling like really lost with it, just, I think you've just, I, like I've always just pushed myself to kind of try and get into the best position and role that I can. Like every role has kind of like taught me things. And now I'm in a position where I can do different things. Like that will look different to everyone. Like I do a bit of
4: business consultancy, a bit of social media. We do the podcast. I do a bit of presenting. There's not like a, a kind of like I do X. I always think it's hard. See if you, you'll you'll find it if you, you know, if you're in a more like typical role, so to speak in inverted commas, you'll be able to say to someone, you know, I am said coordinator you know and that's your yeah. your job title but it can sometimes be hard if you don't feel like you identify with anything so it's like say your skill is that you're brilliant with people like you're just really good with people you're good at managing people you're you know you're good at listening you're good at those are such valuable skills yeah. I know what you mean it's not tangible you can't go to someone and go hey hire me on a freelance basis I'm a great listener yeah you know <laughs> like it's not it's just not... But I guess it's trying to, like, package it, isn't it, uh, into yeah. what it is that you want to, I guess, be. I also yeah. think as well, it kind of goes down to the... We actually did a personal branding episode if you want to go back and have a little listen to yeah. that. Because um, that comes into this massively, I think, if you are thinking about going freelance. Yeah. Kind of trying to figure out, like, when people look at you, what do they see? And what, what do you want to kind of portray? And how do you want to show up in the world? It is amazing. I always say this to... um to my little sister because my little sister's only 13 I'm Like it's like it's amazing that you live in a world that you can be absolutely anything but it's also a curse that you live in a world that you can be absolutely anything yeah because there's no boundaries and then by, by they're not having boundaries it's so hard sometimes to just pick a lane yeah and be in said lane yeah I think it's really really difficult but if you are doing something in your workplace so for instance like a really easy one to kind of uh, quantify in my head is say you're working for a company and you are a video editor and it's like well could you start building clients outside of your actual workspace on a saturday and on a sunday and doing some video editing for companies on the side and then when you start building them up enough can you go down to part-time and then you can go freelance i always think there's loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of steps before that day and then you get other people that just jump, right? And they're just like, let me go. And if you are one of them, I would say top tips that I I think that I wish I knew before I just jumped. I would say I would have enough money that you can cover all your expenses for, I would say, three months. I was going to say three, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. I'd say ideally a year, obviously. I, you know, ideally bloody 10 years if you have it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think more realistic, I think three months would be... Yeah is enough time, I think, for you to start something and start to come to fruition in even the smallest ways so that you can earn money off it in three months, I think. Anything shorter than that, I think, unless you have existing clients, you have an in already, yeah. somewhere you know you're going, um, I actually, I, I think that you're just setting yourself up for a lot of unnecessary stress. So, so, so. Um, I'd also say a good place to kind of start is before you before you take that jump like really solidify what it is you do how you do it and who your target is going to be when you're kind of like going out there because I think just having a plan will really take away that first day stress (laughs) kind of like waking up and going I have nowhere to be today and there's no one expecting me to be anywhere and I need to make money you know it's like it is different, and I know everyone's circumstances are different, aren't they? And some people might not need the money in the same way that others need the money, and things like that. But as a general rule, I think the large majority of the population, if they are going to go freelance, they need to make money off it. Otherwise, they would just be um chilling at home. Yeah, I think no,
3: I think you're spot on with that. I think the money is really important. I think that is a thing. It's like save up three months of yeah your current salary. But I mean, if you if you can do more, then great. Because you, I think it is enough stress. Like going freelance or creating your job and things as it is, let alone them being like, I'm going to run out of money in four weeks. You know, if you can have that buffer, then, then do it. But I also think that like this whole, like I said, there's so many elements of like my working life that I do miss. And like, I think that, like you said, we're being conditioned at the moment that we should be working for ourselves and we'll be our own boss and all of this. You can earn really good money working for someone else you can have a really you know comfortable lifestyle where you feel that your work life balance is working really well because you're not the one that's necessarily you know up there in charge with those added pressures and you have you know potentially a really great social life because you've got friends there you you know what you're you're doing you feel yeah comfortable and secure you know if anything happens to that to that company um obviously on occasions there might be awful times where most of the time you know you're covered all of this it's not like they're just not going to pay you on that on that month like I liked that comfortability of knowing that yeah I got my paycheck on x day and I knew how much it was going to be and all of that but I think that you're you're right it's so gamarized now and I feel like yeah there's massive positives of being freelance and working for yourself and you know starting your own business but do not yeah. be hard on yourself in any way like There's so many elements that like, I even think about it now. I'm like, you know, part of me is like, do I go get a job again, you know, in a a full-time occupation for a business, you know, one that I'm really interested in and passionate about. But yeah, I think we're just, we are, we're so conditioned. Social media is really hard. And I just think that you can earn really great money. You know, even if, sorry, even if it's not about the money, you can have a really great job that you enjoy. That's incredible in itself anyway, you know, Mm -hmm. like good for
4: you. Like, yeah. There's also something I think that like, that we kind of miss sometimes when we're kind of talking about the freelance and the and the full time because like you say so if you can absolutely love it and also there's this real like um I guess tendency to compare where you currently are in your workspace and the role that you're in and the money that you're getting with like the freelance equivalent and going oh wait a minute you know say you're on I don't know say just for talking sake a thousand pounds a week right and you're like well wait a minute if I do freelance work I can get a thousand pounds a project which will only take me two days but then what you're kind of like also kind of forgetting is well what happens is is when you progress in that company and suddenly you're not on a thousand pounds a week you're on five you know like in terms of progression, sometimes there's not the progression in freelance you know sometimes there is a ceiling like sometimes you know you will only only get paid oh great Uh, example is pts for instance if you're a pt unless you're going to pt kim kardashian there will be a slight ceiling right so no matter how many years you've done it for the average consumer is only ever going to pay say i don't know on on a really good market in london 80 quid an hour for a pt right so it's like you're not going to get that anywhere else. You know, you'd pay, I don't know, 40 pounds elsewhere in the UK, right? But there's like a ceiling and sometimes like we forget that we go, oh, but I could do, you know, X amount of yeah. X amount. And you're like, yeah, I know. But actually the, there, there is only there is only going to be a certain amount. I, on average, you're going to be able to have 10 clients a week, say at 80 quid or whatever it might be. You know what I mean? Like there will be a ceiling of, and the more you go up in uh, price, The less clients there will be just naturally because who has that disposable income? So it's kind of thinking about that, whereas perhaps if you worked your way up and say the fitness industry and maybe you were moving from, you know, being a PT into the management side of a gym and then you worked your way up there, there might actually be way more room for growth than kind of like where you're at and I think that's something to bear in mind with potentially yeah less hours and you know less responsibility and and more work-life balance
3: because you know yeah like pts that are freelance they're not only doing you know the how many hours in a day which is capped you know like you said it's capped at price yeah. and it's capped at both times you know we don't have unlimited hours of the day they're also sat on their laptops or or meeting with these people or designing mm-hmm. you know tr- nutritional plans or checking in online with them you know if you're working in a full-time, you know, employment, yeah, you might be doing 9.5, 9, 9, 5, 5 30 every day, goodbye, share yeah. your laptop, that's me, done. And you can, you know, potentially move your way up into a management position. I mean, it's a massive, you know, toss-up, to be honest. Like, like I said, I, I was getting a good amount of money in my previous role. You know, I do more hours now and it totally depends because it's on a completely different scale. Like, it's more, it's just different. Like it's just completely different. And I think that's, it's important to talk about because I just think that the information out there is like, yeah, flipping TikTok, man. It's like, it's so glamorized. It's like my, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Here's somebody, what's at my at home desk. And, you know, I, I get all this work and it's like, I don't know. Like, I just think that, you know, I think if people ultimately happiness, you know, and contentment is, is, is the goal really. And, if you are happy and content or you're or you're getting there at least, you know, you're on that path and you feel like you're in a good company or you love the people that you work with or your manager and you know you want you want to keep doing that, brilliant. Do not, you know, force yourself or stress yourself to, you know, kind of look at these other options of being freelance. That's literally
4: it has no attraction to you. No, I know. Actually, one of my friends actually mentioned this to me where it's like, it was like, what is wrong with just working a nine to five? Like she works nine yeah. to five and she's like, I love it. She's literally like, I work from home. I get up in the morning and I go to my work and I shut my laptop and I get my money and I take that money and I I create the life I want to create with the money. And I'm like, amen. Yeah. I almost feel like the perfect balance. I mean, and it's not always possible depending on your industry. I think for me, the perfect balance would be maybe two or three days a week working for someone and then having the rest, Of the week to yourself. I think that would be the perfect balance. That's what I do now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually think that would be the perfect
3: solution. It's working really well for me because those two days a week, I'm with the team. I'm, you know, I feel really invested and I feel like they're invested in me and I feel a part of their team, but I'm, you know, working, you know, alongside them almost. And then the other days in the week, I can structure that however I want. Like I need to implement a bit more routine, but it's working great for me, but I only got that job, you know, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And the way that I got that job, if anyone's interested is I used my LinkedIn and I put a, a LinkedIn post out there. Um, and I ended up speaking to someone that I met an event at an event that I had put on in my previous company, like two years before. So it's crazy the way things come around. This is why, like, I just think keep peddling, keep doing what you're doing, keep building your personal brand You know, inside of work, outside of work, using things like LinkedIn, creating good relationships with people, keeping all your doors open. And honestly, things will happen at certain times, you know, when they're supposed to happen. It's just the way of life, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And And I honestly think that, yeah, things might not happen immediately, but all these things count for something, honestly. Yeah, they all add up, don't they? That's the thing.
4: What would you say then so if you had to like sum it up like the pros like say three pros three cons to both freelance and full-time work okay I'd say full-time work
3: positives are you you get your salary every month and you don't have to be concerned about that and you know generally how much you're getting yeah I think the second one for me personally is like the culture and the, and the social kind of aspect of being in an office I absolutely loved it I think just kind of know knowing what you're turning up to do every day, but also knowing you know what opportunities are there for you, like you know working towards that next level of being a manager or whatever it might be. Yeah. You kind of understand what what that is mm-hmm. within a workplace. I'd say freelance. Um, oh, negatives. I guess. Well, it. Uh, you don't have the flexibility. I think that's that's probably the biggest one that you do with, with, with yeah. free arts. Obviously, you're turning up every morning and if you don't, you know, you're going to get penalized for that or potentially fired or whatever happens. Yeah, holidays, things like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what, sorry, one massive positive. I was paying into my pension and everything every month. Like it's very difficult when you're freelance. Yeah, you're not doing that, are you? Yeah, No, so there's that. But freelance positives, yeah, the big one is the flexibility. I mean, I've never really got to live my life like I can now. Flip side though, I'm always... I'm always doing something or thinking of something and there's so many things to think about. It's so hard to like keep on top of everything and it means I'm on my phone all the time or doing this or my brain is just all over the place. And it's quite isolating, like we spoke about. It is quite isolating. I think that there's a movement into this kind of like having mm-hmm. your own business, entrepreneur, freelance situation. So like Manchester, there are some great workplaces and you can meet people that, you know, I'm part of a club. <laughs> I actually am a private members <laughs> club. Uh, and sometimes some of us will work together so there is that that option but it's not the same as being in an office where you get to do you know fun things and celebrate different days or you might you know do certain things on pancake day or I don't know
4: around Easter, or you might do fun like we used to do loads of sports and stuff yeah but yeah yeah I think this is the first time I've had routine because I'm coming into the radio five days a week I've never had that and I think so in a way although it's not full-time as in it's not nine to five it's nine to one The kind of like sentiment's the same. I think there's such a positive about being employed versus freelancers that see the days that you cannot be bothered. Like you're still productive because you have to be. And I do think that like when you're freelance on those days that you can't be bothered on those really cold January mornings, you really could get nothing done, you know, and not do anything at all, which is fine. But then it just means you're picking up the slack later on. So I do think that, that's such a positive where you're productive by hook or crook, whether you like it or not. And I used to always say, like, there's never a good time to to work when you're freelance. I used to say summer's too hot, winter's too miserable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, when wh- when is it you're actually working, Robs? So, you know, like that's where it's a positive thing. Rather than necessarily a negative thing. But of course, like the freelance, you can kind of shape a day and shape your life the way that you want. And I think that it's becoming way more popular. There's actually a statistic that says that 90% of the large corporations say that freelancers are a meaningful part of their work ecosystem. And actually, companies find the process of hiring a freelancer months quicker and easier they will still be going to those full-time positions when they're looking for the top talent so that's something to bear in
0: mind.
4: it is I saw something uh that was
3: about was it like Disney or something so many big corporations are hiring a lot more freelancers for work now there's positives and negatives of that yeah don't even get me started on that one I know (laughs) I was gonna say because I actually think it was quite a negative video but
4: (laughs) yes it is don't even get me started because here's another thing right they're gonna do the freelance thing and they're gonna say this is great because you're flexible and you're that and x y and z and nine times out of ten from my experience you're actually not you're at their mercy just as you would be as an employee however you don't get sick pay you don't get yes. holiday pay you don't get any of the benefits that come with being an employee so yeah bear that one in mind as well that sometimes it can be kind of you know almost packaged up as this freelance position and then they go yeah it's freelance but you're going to do as we say and then yeah that's actually not freelance that's an employee
3: yeah something to bear in mind <laughs>
4: yes and we'll unpack that another time no we won't. <laughs> we're gonna leave that one <laughs> we're gonna leave that where it is but thank you so much for listening to the slips and hopefully if you are kind of on that not really sure you know should i do the, should i move from freelance to full-time i know that that's quite common at the minute or going from full time to freelance hopefully we'll give you a little insight into the actual truth behind behind it all mm, yeah
3: and feel free to DM us because we've both got different experiences with stuff Robin's been you know self-employed and freelance for a really long time I've just started but um, I kind of know a little bit about that transition but yeah feel free to reach out because I feel like we love speaking about this stuff, like this nice conversation. I don't know, and I think it's interesting. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you want to get involved on our extra lippy episode as well, you can do. That's the one where we break it down, give you
4: our advice on any issues, problems, dilemmas. Love that episode. Yeah, we do. We get into you. We actually put you right in the centre of it, and then um, we dissect it all around. So yeah, let us know. It's contact at looselipspodcast.com. You want to send those in, and you can, of course, get us on the Instagram at the lipspodcast or our personals, Robin Richford with a Y and Sophie H.L. Brown. But we will see you on Friday. Did I do the math right? Yeah, Friday. (laughs) Go! We'll see you on Friday. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,